2: Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. My guest today is Spencer Rowe. He's a 23-year-old international show jumper and has represented Team Great Britain for the last five years. He's been on the Junior and Young Riders Nations Cup teams and he won his first five-star Nations Cup in May 2014. Spencer's sponsored by Horse Age and Molly Chaff and he's going to share with us his show jumping journey. This is Horse Hour. Horse Hour. You.
1: good thank you how are you good so
2: have you been riding today
1: uh not today i'm packing i leave tomorrow
2: where are you going Go
1: to spain for four weeks
2: in this weather in this storm
1: yes no. leave when
2: do the horses leave
1: uh i going with the horses tomorrow
2: what do you actually travel with them
1: yeah i'm driving them so.
2: oh my gosh well hold on i thought you like superstar riders had like a grooms that would take them for <laughs> no. three days before not me <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really nice, though, that you're going with them. Yeah. Do you have anyone else going with you?
1: Uh, there's me and a groom, and then my girlfriend's coming with me as well.
2: Oh, does she work with you?
1: Uh, no. She's
2: just managed to get some holiday. Yes. <laughs> so, how many horses are you taking? Uh, five. And are they all competing, or are some just going for the you know the experience? No, they're
1: all competing. Two younger ones, and then three older ones. Uh,
2: three older ones.
1: Well, three. There's two six-year-olds for the young horse classes like in the week. They go from like Tuesday to Thursdays, and then the old horses. There's an eight-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and a fourteen-year-old. They just do the Friday to Sunday.
2: And so, what's the competition in Spain?
1: Uh, it's two-star competition.
2: And, and who will you be competing with?
1: I have no idea. until I get there.
2: <laughs> so, as a show jumper, your life is really busy, isn't it? It seems like you've got competitions like every other weekend.
1: Yeah. Busy, busy all the
2: time, really. Well, today we're going to find out about your life. I feel like going. Duh, 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 this is your life, Spencer Rowe. I'm fascinated <laughs> to find out all about it. So, can you start me? Let Let me just give a little bit of information about you. Yeah. And then we'll we'll delve into your childhood and growing up. Um. So Spencer has represented Team Great Britain for the last five years in the Junior and Young Riders Nations Cup teams. You won your first five star Nations Cup team in 2014. And you earned your second five-star Nations Cup in La Ball last May. So what's been happening this year?
1: Uh, this year, I went to Sunshine Tour at the start of the year. I didn't. I, my good horse, well, he wasn't ready. He was away. He got an injury at the end of last year. So he was...
2: No. What What happened to him?
1: Well, after I leave, uh, the show I'd, I'm doing this year that I'm about to go ahead to, he was good there. He was, like, clear every day in the Grand Prix over the three weeks. And then he came home, and then maybe a week later, he... he he must have pulled something or did something funny in the box, mm. and then so he had to have a lot of time off. He probably would have made it to Sunshine Tour, but it would have been a little bit of a push. so I left him at home, yeah, and then took my other horses. And luckily, the he actually gave my stallion, the other the, the eleven-year-old, I have a bit more of a chance to you know step up because my other my other horse wasn't there, so it gave him a chance to try and prove himself a little bit.
2: And did he? How did he get on?
1: Uh, he was very good. He won. He won the last the last competition, the Invitational Medium Tour, like World Ranking Class. So he won that on the last day. So it was very good.
2: Oh, well done! So, what's it like taking five horses then? I mean, it's ultimate pressure having one, but to have five yeah. to look after, do, do, is it a, is it like having so many because you're so busy? It kind of yeah. makes you a bit more relaxed because you can't think about the pressure.
1: Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, a, The six-year-olds, they're just going to go really for experience, you know, to try and hopefully one day they will be Grand Prix authors, I hope, but Mm. we'll see. So they're just going for experience. And then the older ones, I've actually only just got two of them maybe a week ago. So that'll be a new, I've never took them to a show before, so that'll be a new experience.
2: Wow. Oh my gosh, Um, that's so exciting, but also quite nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah, because I've never jumped them in the ring, so I don't really know how they're going to go and everything, so.
2: Well, let's wear your body protector, Spencer. (laughs) But I guess these are horses. I mean, uh, uh, they're relatively experienced. Because if you're yeah. taking them on now, they they must have done quite a bit already.
1: Yeah, they did it quite a bit, and then so, but they've they have they've had quite a big break. They've probably not jumped since April, so they'll be a little bit ring rusty and a little bit so. So I thought this is probably the best time to take them. It's mm. a bit of a, a bit of a tour for three weeks, and they can build up over the three weeks. and Hopefully, be good in the end.
2: So, um, competitions normally only last about four days, so what happens the rest of the time?
1: Well, Monday's day off, so everybody seems to go out and party on a Sunday night. (laughs) And then work starts again on Tuesdays, because young horses start on Tuesdays.
2: So the actual competition lasts three weeks?
1: It lasts three weeks. It's at the same place. You go there three weeks and there's a competition run each week. And then you just stay in the same place and...
2: And and do you see old friends when you go there? Do you have you got yeah? You see lots of old
1: friends, and it's good time, and it's good for the horses. It's just it's great around, to be honest.
2: So who are you looking forward to seeing?
1: A couple of my good friends are going, like Carmen Edwards. He's going, and a few other people. So it's. going to be quite good
2: okay so let's let's go back to to your wiggle wiggle days (laughs) i have to explain about this because who told
1: you about this
2: (laughs) (laughs) so you were known when you were little for wiggling your bum which just makes me laugh so much because i wiggle my bum when i eat because i'm so happy (laughs) um and it's quite an unusual technique to be getting a a horse over the jump can you explain a bit about it
1: uh i think it was when i was like i think it was in the 10 and unders at pony of the year Show when it used to be at Towerland and uh it was like the my sister's pony. Well my dad my dad bought it from Ireland for my sister. But when he got it home she was she said it's too ugly, she doesn't want it. So uh I, I I said, I'll have it. So I got on it. Uh I wasn't very good then. Um and then so I tried to ride it and uh I thought I was kicking with my legs but it just turns out I was wiggling with my bum so <laughs>
2: But what an honest pony, because I've seen a video, I'll I'll share this, if you don't mind, I'd love to share this on Horse Hour, because I think it's just adorable. Um, You're wiggling from side to side on the seat, and you can see there's so much energy going through your body to try and get this horse moving, but you thought you were kicking your legs, but you're not. So what an honest pony that he jumped the fence anyway?
1: He did. He must have been very honest, because the strides I put him on, and he had to deal with me on his back, wiggling away. (laughs) making him all unbalanced. I'm sure he didn't like me that much. But he did it anyway.
2: He did. How long did you have him
1: for? I think I must have had him for two years, maybe.
2: And how long were you wiggling
1: for? Probably a good while after that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting because we pick up habits when we're riding quite a lot. I have a habit of sliding back and forward in the seat because I think I'm comfortable and then I'm not. And it's a really bad (laughs) habit I'm trying to stop. So how did you get out of that wiggling habit?
1: Uh, I probably still do it a little bit. (laughs) When I get into trouble, <laughs> no, I think uh, I did a lot of training with a few other people, and then when I was sixteen, I sort of I did. I still had one pony, but then unfortunately he died, and then I moved straight onto horses where I got Wonder Why, mm. and so I mean I trained two two and a half years with Andrew Saywell, and then three years with William Funnel. So I mean they, they I think they soon got it out of me.
2: <laughs> and you've still got Wonder Why now. He's uh, yeah. Your- your
1: beautiful five-star horse yeah he's my pet <laughs> I call him more of a pet than my five-star horse
2: <laughs> and did, did you train him all yourself
1: well I had help of course with I bought him from Andrew Saywell as a five-year-old and he obviously helped me and helped me produce him and so did William and and everybody else that was there at the time so I mean I've ridden him but also people have also helped me as well so I can't take sole credit for it but I have had him nine years now so Wow. it's been a long long partnership
2: and what's your support network like your your parents really supportive
1: yeah my parents help me a lot actually they uh, I'm still based at their place so I have all my horses here so they help me a lot and they own, still own a few horses with me and like if I if I see a nice young one or anything and I tell my parents and my dad about it they'll go halves with me or anything like that so nice. it's quite good to have that and...
2: so you have good Christmases at your house it's a new pony every year yeah <laughs> and and are they are they equestrians themselves did they ride
1: uh my mother she raced
2: did she She used to
1: do point to point
2: what a brave lady
1: yeah because my granddaddy also owned a few race horses and everything so she did she that's where she sort of picked up that. and then my dad he well my grandma she used to have like a riding school and really teach people to ride and then my dad he sort of just did maybe young horses breaking them in and training the young horses more, not really jumping them, but just getting them to be rideable.
2: So you've gone a very different route then, haven't you? Because yeah. your mum, did she flat race? Uh,
1: Point to point, she was.
2: Is that jumping? So
1: she did, yeah, jumps.
2: So, so she can give you some jumping experience. Your grandmother yeah. can give you some ground experience, a little bit of yeah. jumping. Yeah. Um, what made you fall in love with show jumping?
1: I think it probably was when I was younger. To be honest, when I was younger, I didn't really want to do it. I actually had the, the horse inky that one that was in the video i Mm -hmm. had him and then i actually gave up for maybe a year i gave up for a year after him and then they got me another pony that was very reluctant to try i didn't want to try him i was like i don't want to go because i really didn't want to do so and then they took me to see this pony and then i like fell in love with it then i was like and then they bought it for me and then i got and then i got competitive with him and they bought me a couple more ponies and i just got really competitive and just absolutely loved it and then really haven't really Look back to incentively,
2: it's funny, isn't it? How your life can go in two separate ways, but quite often the pull and the passion for horses we all end up going back to it, yeah, definitely. But I thought you rode really well when you were doing your wiggle wiggle. Um, <laughs> I did, you can ride better than I can. I think you
1: might be the only one that saw that. No,
2: you do, you do, because you were a forward, like, look, seriously looking at that, you were forward riding, you got the horse over the jump, you looked in control, and then um, he got
1: himself over the jump, <laughs> <laughs> no, from me.
2: So tell me more then about your growing up, your childhood. Did you do Pony Club?
1: Uh, I did a bit of Pony Club. That was when I was very young. I did it with a little pony called Romeo. It was before poor Inky stand. And uh, I think I did. I tried to do my D, pass my D. And then I tried to do my D bus test. And then I failed that. So then I gave up.
2: <laughs> What's your D? What's your D?
1: Like a, it's like a test you have to pass, to, like in the Pony Club. I don't really, I don't really know, to be honest, what it is. It's sort of like a uh, like a series of tests you have to do to, to do to get higher up in the pony club, I think.
2: Oh, okay. And then you failed your D+. plus.
1: I failed my D+, plus, so then I quit.
2: Oh, but look... You <laughs> I gave up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I gave up. I think I gave up for another year Then, and then I got in
2: How old were you when you did your first seriously big competition?
1: Uh, on horses. Yeah, what else... You... Um...
2: <laughs> Hold on, what else have you been competing in that we don't know about, Spencer?
1: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my main really big one would be...
2: Uh, when you first it, represented Team Great Britain,
1: that was probably. I mean, I did my. I did the Junior European Championship in Comporto in Portugal on Wonder Why. He was only maybe eight, and how in old the were juniors. you? now was uh, eighteen. I so that's you know. still
2: quite young. Eight. You're only twenty three yeah. now. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's still quite young to to be going into that environment of with other professionals. How yeah. did you find that?
1: It was a little bit a little bit daunting, but it's. It was good, and I felt confident because I'd known him for so long. My horse, yeah. Suddenly, it didn't go as well as I planned, but because he he got a little bit hurt before the trot up, and he only just sort of passed it. But we managed to, and then he he didn't do as well as expected. I mean, he jumped well; he just had silly faults. But I was happy with like how he did and everything. So. Are
2: there any experiences that you look back on? And you think oh, I would have? I would have liked to have done that one maybe a little bit differently.
1: Most times when I come out of the ring, I think that. Oh really? <laughs> if I've had a fence down, I'm always. I should have done this. I should have done that.
2: <laughs> but I guess that's part of improving, isn't it? Is that? Yeah, definitely. We've kind of got OCD. We're never really happy with our performance. Yeah, yeah
1: definitely, definitely.
2: So, what's your training like at home then? Do you do you live up in Lancashire? Uh, Lincolnshire, Lincolnshire. I'm so sorry. That's a typical southerner mistake, isn't it? <laughs> Um, you live up in Lincolnshire, where it seems a lot of equestrians are based. Is that I reckon it's because the houses are cheaper up there and you get way more so. land. I think it's, that's why. Yeah, it's not fair down here. You don't get anything. The um, further
1: north you go, the more land you get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but at home then, what's your daily regime
1: like? Uh, we start at 7.30. We get head and paid and bid and then start mucking out. And then probably by like nine, half nine, I get on my first one. And then just non-stop riding, really, till, till they are all done.
2: And, and what sort of things are you doing at home
1: with the horses? Usually it's the flat. Usually I just do mostly on the flat. And maybe with the older ones, they do mostly on the flat, a little bit of hacking and as much as I can. And they only sort of, I tend to jump them maybe a couple of days before the show.
2: Oh, very and nice. then...
1: I see. Now that do.
2: surprises me. I would have thought you would have had like weeks, at least one jumping session a week to get them prepared for it.
1: Well, I do a little bit with the younger ones because they sort of need to practice a little bit more and need the experience, and need a bit more flat work with the jumping. But the older ones, I, I feel like, you know, with, especially with my older, the wonder why he's he doesn't like he, he knows his job now. He, he knows how to jump. He knows. He knows what he's got to do when he goes in the ring, so uh, I just give him a little jump before I go to the show, and then, he, and then he's good to, good to go, really.
2: And he's all ready to win.
1: Yeah, he knows <laughs> the job by now he should do. He's 14, so...
0: <laughs>
2: when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.
2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is it, is it more enjoyable the older the horses get now because there's less... Not I can't I can't say there's less training, but because like you said, Wonder Why knows his job.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good when they get to that age because you know you've the, all the work you've put in is actually paid off, and you haven't got to do that as much with them anymore. I mean, you have still got to train them on the flat a bit and get the, I mean, still get them listening to you and everything. But the jumping, you know, I mean, he's done enough jumping in his life to know. Like when you get to that point, it's it's nice to be able to just jump them a couple of days before the show and then just take them to the show, and you know they're going to be they're ready and they know what they've got to do so mm.
2: i'm very envious of you my horse goes through the poles he still hasn't worked out <laughs> how to get over them yet
1: yeah i've still got a couple of them ones i like that I mean,
2: <laughs> how do you get them over it because i am i'm i'm wiggling and kicking and getting him to go <laughs> and he's just like oh what do you want me to do and literally he goes straight through them
1: just keep jumping up just keep jumping until he learns mm-hmm. until he turns to pick his legs up <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, you, do you do flat pole work too? Do you do a, lot of uh, a little bit? Work?
1: Yeah, I do a little bit of trotting work just to get that bit of footwork a little bit more coordinated, a little bit just learn where to put the feet in, mm. just to coordinate them a little bit more.
2: And and what's your hacking like? Is it just to go out and have a good gallop and have a blast to uh, give them a break? Or? Hacking,
1: we haven't got the best hacking. We sort of have a big field across the road where I take them and just hack them out across there, and give them a canter and a trot about on there. So it's quite nice for them to get out of the school a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's good for their brains, isn't it? It kind of yeah. lets their brains switch off for a bit. But sometimes I'm finding I'm incorporating a little bit more training into my hacking as well, rather than just yeah. going and having a good a good blast. You know, I'm hearing of hill work and yeah. going up and down hills and just trying to get their fitness up. Is that what you do?
1: Well, we don't have many hills in Lincolnshire because we're quite flat around here. <laughs> we're very flat in Lincolnshire. <laughs> uh, so we we are, I do have um, some treadmills that my horses go on. So they they have to they go and do a bit of hill work on there. So they go on there for like half an hour and then. Really. So that's their sort of. I usually at least try and get on Some of the some of the older ones that are a little bit weaker. I try to keep them on the like I ride them in the morning. I'll do tend to do those ones in the morning and then they can go on the t- treadmills in the afternoon.
2: And what what were they like when you first introduced them to the treadmill?
1: Some of them are very good. Some of them like pick it up straight away and some of them are like very. <laughs> like why is the floor moving
2: oh they freak out uh
1: some of them do some of them but most of them actually they because it's got a little bit like a back bar on the back so they can't fall off the back Mm. so some of them like like once they've touched that they they sort of realize that they've got to keep walking and then they pick it up fairly quickly so they're like a
2: horse walker then really isn't it yeah
1: but they just keeps them in a straight line and they have to which i find is better because it with a walker they're always sort of turning on their joints a little bit and with a treadmill they just walk in a straight line and, and it's good for them to go uphill as well to build up their muscles for the where they have to jump off anyway i'd
2: love to have one of those i think it'd be a disaster but i put yeah. a um, i'd put a little human treadmill next to it we could go on run together <laughs> yeah <laughs> out of your horses then because you've got quite a few haven't you do you yeah. have your own special bond with each of them
1: yeah i'd say i do yeah very, i spoil them a little bit <laughs> i have certain favorites and a certain I know I shouldn't say that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's normal, That's, isn't it? Yeah, some of the like little traits that are like funny traits. Like, one of them sticks his tongue out and just like holds <laughs> it there for no reason.
2: Well, you're quite um, cheeky. So, which one's more like you?
1: <laughs> I'd say Disney, Wonderwise, more like me. <laughs> he always, most of the time in the mornings, he'll be kicking the door for his feed, and then at about ten o'clock he'll be back on the floor with his hay, having a sleep, having a lion with his breakfast, having breakfast in bed.
2: And did your sister still ride?
1: Um, they did. They used to ride when they were on ponies, but then they gave up and they haven't. they were all married and having kids now, so they're not... My sister did used to hunt a little bit, but uh, we're, I think we're just in the process of selling her horse, so...
2: Well, that's the problem. Families. We have to have it's families. Family, so she and... hasn't really
1: got time, but no. horses anyway, she's got kids. So.
2: Yeah. So who helps you with your training? Do you have instructors? Do you have coaches?
1: Uh, not really. I was on the world class thing like last year or the year before, and they used to give me training a lot. They were very good. They were very good uh, world class people, and then but not really anymore. Mainly just do do it by ear myself, to be honest.
2: Do you, do you look on YouTube for advice and videos and stuff? Uh,
1: not really. I I mean I sometimes go like I, I took um 'cause because Andrew where he's only twenty minutes away. So sometimes I do go over there and he gives me a hand as well. So he's quite good like that, He still helps me a little bit.
2: So you do like have support. you do have support, you do have people advising you yeah. on the ground.
1: Yeah, my dad always likes to tell me what to do. So. <laughs> <That's just laughs> but it, it's not necessary to do with horses what he tells
2: <laughs> <laughs> And does your girlfriend ride?
1: Yes, she rides. She's um, she's from America. But she uh, she's training in Ireland at the minute at Greg Boderick's stable. So.
2: Wow. So what's so, her goal? What does she want to do?
1: Uh, I think she's pretty much the same as me. She wants to go as far as she can in the sport and produce nice horses and hopefully get some Grand Prix horses in the end. And,
2: and so she's a show jumper too? Yeah. So have you competed against each other?
1: Uh, a little bit. Only the sunshine <laughs> till, really. That
2: must be quite nice, though, to share that experience with each other.
1: Yeah, that's good. It is good. And she's she's doing very well, actually. So She's got a few young ones and she's... Did the World Breeding Championships in Lanarkin when she was seventh in the final there on the seven year old. So she's doing very well. Wow, so.
2: bless her. Well, come on, give her a plug. What's her name?
1: Adrian Dixon is her name.
2: Right, that's who we've got to be rooting for then, Adrian yeah. Dixon. And um, if you could go anywhere, I've seen so many competitions like popping up lately, including yeah. this absolutely stunning one in New York in Central Park.
1: Yeah.
2: And I just think, oh my gosh, to be able to compete there would be phenomenal. Um, if you could compete anywhere, where would it be?
1: I've always wanted to compete at Arkham. Well, to be honest, I've always wanted to win there. That's what i am only wanted to do. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've always wanted to go to uh, Calgary, Spruce Meadows. That that's would be awesome, good. wouldn't it? Really nice, yeah.
2: They've got the Calgary Stampede over there too, at the same yeah. time?
1: Yeah, I think so. So you could have a go really love to go there, yeah.
2: So how how would you get there? If that's your goal, how yeah. uh, what do you have to do to achieve that?
1: Like Disney, trying to get him... Like he's back on form again, and trying to get him maybe to a few nations cups, hopefully, and then maybe hopefully get picked for either like the Ark and they have a nations cup there, and they're doing Spruce Meadows as well. Hopefully, try and get picked there, which will be or try and keep producing these other horses, and hopefully one of those will get picked. So how do you how
2: do you get picked?
1: Uh, I think you just got to keep going out, keep getting results, keep going abroad a little bit, and check, going to two like three and four star shows, trying to get some results over some. In some Grand Prix double clears, and it's not so much to be honest about winning it, it's about jumping double clears, and then it's just proving that you can do it like your horse is up to it, and it can. And then the chef to keep will hopefully notice and choose you. So,
2: see, I'd be filming everything and sending the chef to keep pictures, <laughs> videos every week, yeah. <laughs> okay, we've moved on now, we're ready,
1: <laughs> who, ready who, to go.
2: Yeah, who's your chef to keep?
1: Uh, our chef to keep is Dylan Pod.
2: Oh, isn't she lovely, yeah. I really Correct. like her yeah do you do you get on well do you have a good relationship
1: yeah we have a good relationship she yes yeah, she's done she's done well in the sport at the minute so
2: well you guys are doing phenomenally well aren't you? Do you, we're back do you...
1: we're back in division one anyway so it's
2: amazing so do you compete with ben mayer scott brash those guys?
1: uh not recently but i have done in the past I, and i've i been on a few teams with them and they're very good actually like they're very helpful like, even when you're on the team with them and they, they give you advice and everything it's great actually
2: and you and Will Whitaker are yeah. similar ages. Do you get on really
1: yeah. well? Yeah, we get on very well. Very friendly with him and his wife.
2: Oh, I don't know. I can see you two causing carnage. Uh,
1: we have done a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> we don't want really, We don't need to talk about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, what, what's your plan then, Spencer? You're, you're going to Spain tomorrow, and then after yeah, that, do, tomorrow. do your horses get a bit of a break?
1: Do you get? Yeah, the uh, they will do. They will do. I go. I leave tomorrow. I'm going early in the morning. And then I won't be back till 15th of November. And then I'm only back home for a day. And then I go to, I'm flying out to America for 10 days.
2: Wow, what are you doing over there?
1: Going to meet my girlfriend's parents.
2: Oh no, first time? First time. <gasps> oh, bless you, that's <laughs> so exciting. Are you nervous?
1: A little bit. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. A little bit. I've never been to, I've never been to America before, so.
2: Where, whereabouts are you going?
1: Going to Rhode Island for three days and then the rest of the time in California. San Francisco. That'll
2: that'll be amazing. Have you FaceTimed them yet?
1: No. Well, I've met met the dad before, but only like before we were together. And then I've only met the mum for like two minutes maybe on FaceTime while she was there.
2: And how long have you both been together?
1: Almost six months, maybe.
2: I'm so excited for you, but also so nervous. Um, Just be be you. Just be you. They'll love you. And open doors. Open doors. Open doors. Yeah. And say your please and thank yous.
1: Maybe you're peasing cute.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but you're super polite anyway. You'll get on like a house on fire. I'm sure they'll love you. Hopefully. Oh gosh, Hopefully, please no, not like me. <laughs> no, they'll love you. Please let us know. We'll do. Can you send us a selfie?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Well, Spencer, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I wish you the best of luck in Spain.
1: Thank you very much.
2: And um wonder why? Give him a pat and a few extra carrots from us. We'll do. And let us know how you get on.
1: I will indeed. All
2: right, and and we've got to mention as well. You're sponsored by Horse Hage, aren't
1: you? Yes. What yes, do they do? They're very good. Do they provide uh, you with all your hay. They provide them with small packs of haylage. Like for travelling, it's perfect. You know, it doesn't take up a lot of room. Actually, it's very good because what they are is they actually dust. They they they're all vacuum packed and like dust free. So even in the lorry, like when you put them in hay nets and everything, they don't like because the wind's coming through the window they don't just like just doesn't get up in their horses nostrils and everything it doesn't make a meal or cough or anything. so it's actually perfect
2: and it's it's something about it's special it's the way that it's specially formulated and put together
1: yeah yeah it? they have actually a lot they have like all different types of brands and it's it, you can get it right then they do tailor them to the sort of horse you have so it's actually very good
2: well best of luck good luck for all your five horses hope you travel safely in this storm we'll be thinking of you and um, how can we follow you on facebook and twitter
1: it is spencer row row equine It's his uh, facebook page and how
2: can we follow adrian too let's get her some more followers
1: um i don't know if she has twitter or not
2: well you can tag her in a photo when you give us your selfie with her parents (laughs) All right, Spencer, thanks so much. We'll speak to you soon.
1: Thank you very much. Bye
2: thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Spencer. Now, Spencer's sponsored by Horse Age, who provide a high-quality, dust-free, bagged forage. And it makes sense, like he said, if you're travelling a lot, you're out in the lorry a lot, not to mention the fact that a lot of horses actually have issues and allergies to dust. So this is a really good alternative. They're available in four varieties, high-fibre, Timothy, ryegrass and alfalfa which all offer a choice suitable for any type of horse and pony. The best thing is if you have a horse that suffers with laminitis then you can speak to Horse Age and um, they have an option for you. On top of that any other issues that your horses might have just pick up the phone give them a call and uh, they'll be able to provide something that's suitable for your horse because we do get inundated with all these different feeds and different hay and what should we use and it can get quite overwhelming. So, give them a call. You can find their number on their website, which is horsehage.co.uk. Now, if you would like to hear any previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast, just head to our website, horsehour.co.uk. There's lots of education on there for you, news, events. Olympia coming up soon. So, if you can't get there every day, which I know it's quite difficult because we have to take days off work, then we're going to be providing All the information for you with pictures and videos, backstage, gossip, you name it, because we're going to be at Olympia the whole week, which is quite exciting. I feel very lucky and honoured to be going myself. So you can keep up to date with everything from Olympia on our website and on our Twitter page, which is at Horse Hour. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, they're both at Horse Hour. And we have this new feature on a Sunday, which is hashtag Sunday Selfie. So if you're going out riding with your horse, then take a quick snap. You can be anywhere. You don't have to be in it if you don't want to, but it is quite nice uh, to take a selfie of you and your horse, and just include the hashtag Sunday selfie and hashtag Horse Hour because you know I love to see what you get up to. And um, I'm particularly focused on pole clinics lately. Uh, a friend of mine who is a coach has been doing loads of pole clinics, and it's fascinating to see the different ways that she puts the poles out in the arena uh, just to keep the horse occupied, keep their minds going. Because sometimes I feel schooling can get a little bit boring. Do you find that where we just can tend to be going round in circles or popping over the same jumps and it's nice to jazz it up a little bit make it a bit different so what do you get up to with when you're working with poles at home if you get a chance take a snap of that as well because i'm always up for inspiration and new ideas and i'm sure you have lots of ideas because we're constantly looking for new things to do so you can tag us in that as well don't forget we have horse hour on twitter every monday night It's our networking hour between eight and nine where you can get involved chat to equestrians all over the world I have some awesome guests lined up for you over the next few weeks, including Mary King, Emily King, uh, a lovely girl called Jessica Freeman, who is in America. She recently met Carl Hester. and Just some really interesting stories. So I hope you enjoy listening to those. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And I look forward to seeing your journeys and what you get up to with your horse. Have a great week. I'll speak to you soon.
0: You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at Stevenson one and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM.